good evening, everyone. I'm your host, Del Tom, and you are tuning in to the Social Work Journal. Today is February 14th, 2020, and this will be the first recorded episode of our Friend Fridays. And here with me today, I have my bestest friend in the whole wide world. We're going to just refer to him as Hubby. He's my husband. Would you like to say hello? Hello, everybody. And we have a really special episode. We're going to talk about multitasking. And I think this is an excellent conversation for couples to discuss. I was kind of inspired to talk about multitasking because I find myself multitasking all the time. And sometimes I feel like as a mother, I have to multitask. Like I find myself like pumping and ordering food or like cleaning the kitchen while trying to catch up on my favorite episode or washing dishes while I'm washing clothes and like feeding the baby. Like I just feel like I always have to multitask. And then I watch my husband sometimes and he just focuses and concentrates on one thing at a time. And I'm like, how does he do that? Like, I wish I could do that. I don't know. What do you think about multitasking? What I think multitasking is a hoax. And people have been led to believe that you're more efficient when you multitask. But that's truly not the case. And it has been scientifically proven that, you know, when you multitask, you're the least efficient in whatever it is you're trying to do, what combination of things you're trying to do. Like you said, it's really important to really focus on one thing because once you're able to focus on one thing and achieve that specific task or goal, it's done with. You're done with it and then you move on to the next thing. Then you don't have to worry about it Mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to do half here, half there, you know, and then you're just all over the place, essentially being a jack of all trades and really a master of none. And that's really proven to be the least efficient way to uh, complete, achieve your goals or your professional goals or tasks, whatever mm-hmm. you have to do around the home, regardless. Of and that's you. interesting that you say that because I looked up what multitasking is. Like, what is the definition of multitasking? I think that's the first task we should get out of the way, right? Not multitasking, focusing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So multitasking, according to Online Etymology Dictionary, is the number of different activities, concurrent execution of a number of different activities. And the origins, apparently, of multitasking actually came from computers. That's correct. So it's kind of interesting. Like, how did multitasking come about from computers? Well, from my understanding, and this is something that I've read, I'm not a scientist, but, you know, I read and I get, you know, my information from reading books or whatnot, but Essentially, multitasking from a computing sense means doing multiple tasks, uh, not necessarily at the same time, not simultaneously, but having the capability to do multiple tasks uh, in a very, very efficient and fast manner. So computers right now, even a computer in your phone, it, you know, it multitasks, but it can only do one thing at a time. So... When the term multitask became more commonplace in the workplace, in the homes, the assumption is that, you know, you do, oh, you, you can, multi, you know, simultaneously do two, three or four things at once because then you can get things done quicker and whatnot. But, you know, the computer would try to follow the actual multitask does one thing at a time. The only difference is that the computer can do that one task in a microsecond and then move on to the next task and move on to the next task. 
So it appears that it's doing multiple things at once, but it's only if everything is sequential, one thing at a time, but at a super fast speed. Oh, very cool. Yeah. What is the name of the book that you're reading that had that information in it? It's called The One Thing. And I can't remember the author. I think it's Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. It's really a very insightful book in terms of like all the myths about multitasking, about discipline, about, you know, other, you know, come on, you know, phrases that we're all used to and think it's normal, mm-hmm. but it actually isn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that really, you know, I suggest everyone reads it. Okay, and it's called The One Thing. It's called The One Thing, yeah. Okay. You can look it up on Amazon. And also, too, I will be posting that on my website, www.thesocialworkjournal.com, The One Thing. Go ahead and check it out. I'll post it on my website, and you can find it on Amazon, probably Barnes & Noble, wherever you like to get your books. So I want to talk a little bit about this article that I found The author's name is James Clear, and the name of the article is The Myth of Multitasking, Why Fewer Priorities Leads to Better Work. And in this article, they discuss a book called Essentialism, and it was written by Greg McKellen. Again, all of the articles that we'll be discussing in this podcast, as well as the books that we're talking about, will be posted on my website at www.thesocialworkjournal.com. So this book, Essentialism, it had um, a section in it where they talk about the word priority and how priority came into the English language in the 1400s. And what it means is it meant the very first, the prior thing. So it talks about how in the 1900s, ironically, we began to pluralize priority into priorities. But if it's the very first thing, can you have very first things? Or is it the very first thing, you complete that, and then something else comes next? So it's kind of an interesting perspective on multitasking. But to get back to what James Clear wrote, he wrote in this article that every five minutes, the average person checks their email. And it takes them about 64 seconds to get back to whatever task they were working on prior to checking their email. So essentially, you're wasting several minutes every time you stop to go through your emails. Now, I don't know about you, but I am addicted to checking my emails throughout the day. I hate for my emails to pile up. So I find myself consistently doing that. It's almost become like therapeutic for me or like a task that I do when I want to escape from what I really should be doing. How? What do you think about that? Yeah, so when you talk about priorities, I agree with the author. Priority is meant for one thing at a time. What's the, what's the one thing that's most important for me to do right now? That is a priority. You cannot have multiple priorities to get done at the same time. Now, again, in the book, The Called One Thing, there's a chart that shows kind of really how to work most efficiently and be the most productive it starts with a purpose, right? You determine what the purpose is of what you're trying to do is. Once you, once that's defined, then you come up with the priorities. Now, this is not a to-do list. It's a priority list, right? Of things that you can do to achieve that purpose. Almost like you're setting goals. Right, exactly, right. So once you place those in priority in order of priority, then you start tackling one after the other after the other. That makes you a productive person. So... When it comes to work, we all, like I said, we all do with emails all the time. I deal with like, 
you know, hundreds of emails every day, you know, but the goal right now, what I'm trying to implement is to prioritize my day. What is the one thing I need to do today that's the most priority for me, regardless of anything that comes through my email? Once I identify that and make the time to do that one thing, emails could come and pile up, but they will get to it. And a lot of the times, I think studies have shown that 85, 80 to 85% of emails we get are really not of urgent attention. But we feel that we need to go and read our emails and check out emails and respond to this and respond to that. And to your point, you're losing seconds, like 64 seconds to get back to what you're doing. And then somebody else comes to you and asks a question is that, you know, you just lose a lot of your day. And then you feel like, oh, my God, where did the day go? You know, not realizing that you just try to, quote unquote, multitask. And you really achieve nothing at the end of the day. And it's interesting that you mentioned that because in this James Clear article, they actually have a chart. And on the y-axis, they talk about the quality of work done. Mm -hmm. And the x-axis is amount of multitasking. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of like a linear, a linear slope. And in that slope, people who multitask are on the lower end of that slope. Right. As far as it says that you look busy, but you mm-hmm. actually are wasting time. Right. And then on the higher end of that linear slope, looks simple, but actually gets results. Yeah, exactly. So that's one thing that most people don't realize in the workplace. And I think there's a lot of education that needs to go into that, especially for bosses who want you to appear busy rather than you focusing on one thing, which may, which may appear that you're not really busy doing the most you can, but as a matter of fact, you're doing the important thing that really matters for that day. So I think a lot of education needs to go into that as well. And just to kind of backtrack, actually in this article, it talks about the origins of the word multitasking, which you touched on mm-hmm. and which I touched on earlier as well, as far as it relating to computers. So The word multitasking first appeared in 1965 by IBM Mm -hmm. in a report talking about the capabilities of its latest computer. Mm Kind of cool, huh? Yeah. And if you look at it, multi-task. It's not simultaneous task. Multiple tasks done, right? At a very high speed, right? One after the other sequentially. Not the computers can't do two things at once. No matter how small a thing they are, they can't do two things at once. It's one thing after the other, but the, 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 the speed it can achieve that one task, it's so fast, we feel like it's doing multiple things at once, but it's programmed to do one thing at a time. And all you multitaskers out there, probably much like myself, who have like 11,000 tabs open on your computer, what happens to your computer? It slows down. Exactly. It, breaks, it, it can't process. That's correct. All those windows that you mm-hmm. have open. Mm-hmm. So you end up having to close the tabs or it closes all the tabs for you. And then it gives you a reminder like, oops, the computer did not shut down properly. Did you want to reload these tabs? Mm-hmm. You know, but it slows down your computer over time. So just to kind of talk about um, what it looks like to prioritize and to set goals versus a to-do list. In this article by James Clear, he says, here's what his current schedule looks like. He said, Monday, write an article. Tuesday, send two emails, one for networking, one for partnerships. Wednesday, write an article. Thursday, write an article. Friday, complete weekly review. Saturday and Sunday, he's off. 
So he gives himself some time to recharge and he just has one priority per day. Exactly. And that's the one thing. So <laughs> that's the one thing he wants to complete at that on that day, regardless of whatever comes about. And ideally the best way, to, I don't know if you wrote that in there, the best way to do this is to time block, right? The day he's going to write, the day he's going to send the emails to the leads or whatever was mentioned there. You time block it and you, you understand that, you make people understand that this time is for me to complete this, this task. Once it's done, then everything else I can, I can attend to. But, you know, if you feel like, you know, you can do this and do that, do that, you will, you get to the end of the week and be like, oh, I didn't have enough time to really sit down and write, you know, do the writing or send the appropriate emails or whatnot because you just felt, you know, overworked or like too busy without really accomplishing much. So mm-hmm. blocking time is really important. Yes, and there have been many times where I have done so much work within a short time frame, maybe across like three days. I did like five different things. And I'm telling you, by like that fourth day, I'm completely burnt out and I'm probably not going to work any- on anything else for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But what if I had rationed it out over the couple of weeks, just one thing at a time? Mm-hmm. I could continuously be consistent and mm-hmm. probably get more done. So I just want to let you know the name of that book that James Clear talked about is called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less, and it's by Greg McCallum. Okay. And once again, check out my website, www.thesocialworkjournal.com for more information. So I wanted to talk about another article that I actually found. It's a really good article. And I believe it was written by The Atlantis. Let me see if I can just pull it up real quick. Okay. So it's by The New Atlantis. And it's it. this article is just called The Myth of Multitasking. Simply that, nothing more. And they kind of talk about um, some research studies that went over how multitasking affects you neurologically like how does it affect your brain and there was a study by Renee Maros of Vanderbilt University and they use what they call a fMRI to demonstrate the brain's response to handling multitask and essentially they said that you know you can adapt executive control, right? But even though with training, you can train the brain to learn to task switch more effectively. And notice how they said task switch. They didn't say do multiple tasks at the same time. They say that it actually causes you a lot of stress because you release more stress hormones in you're pumping more adrenaline through your body. So that's the effect that it has on your brain. And then essentially your brain has that effect on your body. So it could contribute to long-term health problems. And I definitely feel more stressed when I'm trying to do a bunch of stuff at once or in a very short, concentrated period of time. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's that's the case. Um, And it just goes back to appearing busy. Um, and then you spend a lot of your time doing things, you know, halfway through 
stressed out because you know things that are more important you don't you didn't get to them or you didn't complete them and then your boss needs this or your boss needs that and then it puts more pressure on you to stay late or work over the weekends just to complete something that you could have done the first couple of days of the week if you really prioritize and focus on that one thing right and there was even a study done at ucla by russell holdrick and he said that multitasking adversely affects how you learn and even if you learn while multitasking, the learning is less flexible and more specialized. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Because it really focus on one thing. Like if you want to learn a, a guitar, for example, you know, I don't know the first thing about guitars, but, you know, I know their chords, right? C, G or whatever, you know, rather than trying to learn multiple, like a plethora of things at once, it's better to focus on one, learn that, be good at it. Once you're good at it, Believe it or not, it makes the next thing you want to learn easier because you've trained your brain to really focus on doing the one thing and learning that really good and then moving on to the next code or whatever it is you want to do. And I mean, it works. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because you know that I do play guitar and yeah, you kind of have to work on different skills, but I would say like, okay, if I'm working on skills, maybe I practice skills for a certain amount of time. And then I might practice bar chords for a certain amount of time. I might practice, you know, open chords for a certain amount of time. I think it depends on like what your goals are. That's right. You set your goals and then you make this practice and you just focus on that one thing because, you know, once you're done with that one, you know, first step, then you know you don't have to worry about it anymore. And then you go to the next one and then the next one. Once you complete with that, then, you know, before you know it, you're really good at playing guitar or writing or drawing, or, you know, anything, you know, really, that you want to accomplish. And it's interesting that you mentioned that, because someone once asked Kurt Cobain, I believe he was doing some interview with MTV, if playing guitar and singing is uh, hard, and he made this joke, he said, it's like walking and chewing gum. In actuality, playing and singing guitar, I can say from experience, you have to build up such an incredible muscle memory with your hands playing guitar that you can sing and you don't really necessarily have to focus on playing guitar. And whatever it is you sing, you have to build up such a great muscle memory and train your vocal cords so that you know like how you want to hit every note and have that all planned out. So when you're doing this, the singing and playing the guitar simultaneously, you're not really putting much thought into either one. You're really just going off of muscle memory. So it's not like walking and chewing gum. It's not. And remember, walking and chewing gum, those are non-competing tasks, right? So, yeah, technically it's multitasking, but technically it's not because they're not tasks that are competing with one another. You don't chew gum with your feet. Now, if you had to walk and chew gum with your feet, you may not be able to do it simultaneously. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So, and finally, I just wanted to highlight in this Atlantis article, and you can read it for yourself. I'll post it on my website, www.thesocialworkjournal.com. They talk about how with multitasking, it really is something that is societal and it has a lot to do with how we do things today as millennials and as the part of this 2020 world that we live in. It's just almost become you know, everyday people see it as something that's essential. And they say that they believe that a lot of the multitasking that we're doing is because of technology. It's not uncommon for people to watch television on their computer while they're doing something on the computer, whether it's writing or researching something or 
you know, just cruising the internet. People do multiple things on their computer. And they also said households who um, are more so run by the television, like households that run their television quite frequently, or they watch a lot of television, those people are highly likely to multitask. I wonder why that is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I watch that much television to understand that concept, but I would imagine, you know, they have the TV on and then they have all the things they know they have to get done at the same time. So they tend to just try to do a lot of things at once while, you know, the TV is is, is on. But one point I wanted to make as well is like, you know, when they say you can, you know, chew and walk and chew gum at the same time, that's fine. Or you can think and walk at the same time or talk to someone and walk at the same time. One thing to notice that I read in the book, uh, the one thing is if, you know, you're walking and talking with someone on the phone just casually, you know, that's just, hey, hi, how are you, whatever. But if it's an emergency and somebody calls you, people don't tend to walk. What do they do? They stop to listen. Do you that's realize that? Point. So that means they have to stop one thing to focus on the information that's coming through to really understand. I suppose you're just walking casually and just, you know, see what's that urgent, you know, um, information. So that's uh, another example of where the misconception is, oh, you know, I can chew and walk, walk and chew down at the same time. I can, you know, talk on the phone and walk or whatever. But really a lot of the walking is muscle memory. But when you really have to think or listen to something, you tend to stop everything you're doing and pay attention. Right. You get it. And you know what? In the article, I want to read exactly what they said about people who just are dire heart multitaskers. Mm-hmm. They say, highly TV-oriented household, sensation-seeking personalities types are more likely to multitask. And then they actually interviewed someone in a in the Kaiser report. And there was a person who said that they get bored if it's not all going on at once. How many people can relate to that? Because everything has gaps. Waiting for a website to come up, commercials on TV, etc. So essentially, people are drawn to multitasking because people have this need for instant gratification. Yeah, I think so. And I think just the conditioning of the, you know, uh, by the society, you know. Mm-hmm of what the expectation is. So if you're used to like expectations to do a lot of things at one at work, at once at work, then when you come home, you carry on that mentality, whether you realize it or not, you know? And then when you can't get that or you're waiting for food to warm up in the microwave or TV commercial or whatever, you you just naturally start getting antsy, like, okay, I I gotta do something else because you know like I can't just wait for this one thing to get done, right? So, isn't it interesting? Like in the eighties, microwave was like, oh my gosh, you know, you can have instant food, and that was sort of the beginning of, or one of the beginnings of people needing that instant gratification. Correct. Having microwaves now, you know, we have Uber Eats, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just amazing how our society is shifting into that instant gratification mode. I honestly think that. Instant gratification is the crack of our millennial. Like, it's just, I think people are more addicted to that than almost anything. Or if they had to kind of relate some of the things that like drive their addiction, it probably has something to do with some 
form of instant gratification and pleasure. Right, exactly. I mean, if you go on social media, everything is all right there. Instagram, Facebook, whatever. If you watch MTV, VH1, everything is like, oh, you can get this now, you can get that now, you can get that now. So that's the expectation, right? And if people don't get that, then they just like, oh, you know, things are not happening fast enough for me. I need to do something to get it now. Not realizing that, you know, if you really put the time into something, the rewards are much greater in the future than wanting things right now, you know, right? So it's really, I think it's a construct of society, but people just don't realize that. It's just how they've been, you know, um, strained to think in terms of expectations in life. Yeah, so I don't have the answers. I'm still trying to learn how not to multitask. I think I, I do it a little less. But, you know, what would you say to people out there who, you know, they're like, oh, my gosh, I have an hour and I need to order my food. I need to, you know, clean up the kitchen. I need to wash my clothes. Like, how do I do all this stuff? My recommendation would be, again, to go read the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Pabison. And the presiding question that answers uh, your question is, I would suggest everyone to think of it this way. What is the one thing that I can do today or this week or this month, whatever time it is, what is the one thing that I can do that would make everything else easier or unnecessary? Mm-hmm. If you go by that mantra, I think that solves a lot of this, uh, all the problems that people have in face. I remember once you told me, prioritize like a boulder so everything works its way around it. Yes, exactly. Because once you're prioritizing a time block, you know, think of a water, a stream, a river, and there's a boulder in the middle of the river. The river doesn't, doesn't go through it, right? Think of that boulder as your time block. Everything else works its way around it. So if you can come up to that level of understanding what your true priorities are and blocking the time for that, everything else will fall into place. Well, you know, that solves that. So we're, on that note, we're going to kind of wrap everything up. Thank you so much for joining You're me welcome. for Friend Friday, my bestest friend. You're welcome. We just refer to him as hubby because, you know, we don't go by each other's government. We don't call each other by the government. We just use our nicknames. Okay. And this is your host, Del Tom, and I am signing off. Again, check out that book, The One, and check out the book, Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. It's called The One Thing. The one thing. There you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Everybody have a good night. Bye.